What's up everyone? This is episode 020, Friday 15. Let's talk about the master plan. 1 2 3 go. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn and explore the product mindset. so you can design better products every day and now your host Karthik what's up my friend welcome to the 6th friday 15 episode on the design your thinking podcast and i'm your teacher for the day karthik in the last friday 15 episode episode 017 i tried to help you make the best use of your first meeting with your boss as a product manager I hope you listened to it and I hope you tried some of what I outlined in that episode and I again hope that it's helped you get going on a winning relationship with your boss. First impressions matter a lot, but please follow through and deliver on your promises. In today's episode, I'd like to help you get started with one of the most important aspects of the product management job or for that matter any job. getting to know your team in the product management world we use a term to refer to this team we call them stakeholders whenever i ask pro- software product managers especially as to who their stakeholders are the most common answer i get are roles from the engineering team in episode 014 i talked about the kinds of product management roles So no matter what kind of product management responsibility you have it's very important you recognize and connect with every key stakeholder engineering is just one part In today's episode I'll introduce you to a tool that I've used to effectively collaborate with these stakeholders So does it sound interesting let's jump right in But before we went on any further, I'd like to give some love to today's sponsor, ConvertKit. I wrote an ebook back in February of 2016 and switched to ConvertKit from another email provider. Having hosted my ebook in Gumroad, I found ConvertKit's integration with Gumroad, the autoresponders and sequences, automation triggers so very helpful in segmenting my audience and also growing my audience from literally zero to over a thousand in less than four months. ConvertKit's integration with Zapier and the extended integration with tools like UserVoice, Trello, Asana, and many other products, project and customer feedback apps makes it the best tool for product managers and makers. Go to designyourthinking.com slash ConvertKit to sign up for ConvertKit and you get the first month free for being a design your thinking podcast listener start to engage with your users and customers like never before if i had to pick one of the top 3 reasons why product businesses no matter it's b2b or b2c are successful it's because of really really kick ass teams no matter how good your product market fit is how good your strategy is if the product teams are in firing in all cylinders and working in unison the product is definitely not going to be successful 
that invariably brings this question to our minds, which is, what is the product team? Like I said earlier, many people based on their background have a perception of what the product team is comprised of. A product team involves people from across multiple functions inside of the company. We call them the stakeholders as these people have stakes in the product and have a skin in the game when it comes to the overall product business. But who are these people? While you can't really carve this in stone, a typical set of key stakeholders would be yourself, the product manager. Metaphorically speaking, you are the glue that sticks the rest of the pieces together. The other role is that of a marketing manager. Depending on the size of your company, you can find this role in VP level or a director level or a managerial level position. In some cases, I've seen the product manager himself or herself be responsible for marketing too. This is more in cases where companies is small and like a startup and in some cases where the product itself is for marketers. There, well, there are other cases, but these are just the top two that comes to my mind. Nevertheless, I've seen a person focus on marketing as the product gets bigger. That brings us to the other important stakeholder, which is our friend, the sales manager. Your sales counterpart is most likely going to be a director or a VP level person. Remember, no matter at which level your sales manager is, they are going to think and act very differently as compared to a product guy like you. For instance, no matter how much you want to add value to your customers using your product, the sales manager is not going to be focused on the product's value as much as you are. He or she has a more transactional mindset or a much narrower mindset when, when focused on accounts or customers. They are more focused on top-line business growth, new products and renewables as applicable so much so that even support is routed to the support manager. You can check out what Rich Miranov has to talk about this whole product management, sales management relationship in episode 019. Well, now the next important stakeholder that I'd like to talk about is that of a support manager. support organization broadly consists of teams that handle health tickets and the teams that help customers get more out of what they have purchased uh, from you, you know, your products and services. You should again find one or more people handling these kinds of uh, roles and depending upon the size of the company, this could be one person or more people doing this, um, you know, managing support. This brings us to another important person, which is operations manager. As product managers, you will need this person so much. Trust me on this. The operations manager is the one who will help you with more hardware for your product uh, to helping you understand gaps in the product if the product is hosted in the cloud or in a data center. I've personally had buddies in the product team, in the operations team, sorry, who 
been of great support whenever whenever it gets to things like what I just talked about or even simple things as getting a new box to test out my product in uh, in staging or something like that right so that brings us to uh, a, a relatively different role the legal counsel well I've seen so many product managers completely ignore this person in the company but let me tell you one thing the legal counsel is the guard at the gates and you just cannot get your product out of the door without getting their approval why there there is so much to a product than just features and software right everything from licenses to privacy policies to terms and conditions to community guidelines and a lot lot more require the legal counsel's careful scrutiny you just don't want to get yourself down to writing the and, and wetting legalese, do you? Well, that brings me to two more roles. One, that of the procurement manager. Again, this one is a less commonly seen role, but is more common in e-commerce products and other kinds of products where hardware is involved. Of course, there are other kinds of products which have procurement managers, but then th- these just come to my mind. The last one that I'd like to talk about is that of a logistics manager. Well, this role falls under administration in, in, in many companies. And again, a very, very important role to connect with. On a lighter note, after all, it's whiteboard markers and coffee that are two things that every product team survives on throughout the day. Awesome. That's your pilot team. Now let's talk about engagement. One of the key highlights of your success in a product role is the approach you take to get a 360 degree view of the product and how quickly you do it. In a new company, you are the new kid in the block, but the rest of those stakeholders are very busy. Getting to spend time with them is important for you to get up to speed. Try and schedule meetings with your fellow pirates by blocking their calendars. The sales managers, trust me, are the toughest pirates to get hold of. So plan to schedule meetings with them first. If it's a new job, you will most likely have more than one meeting with each of these stakeholders in the first 30 days or so, if you plan and and time them right. Now that you kind of are, are done with meetings, Uh, it's time we start to engage with the team on a day-to-day basis. And to get that going, I'd like to introduce you to the product master plan. The product master plan can be imagined as a simple folder of key documents that are created and referred to by product managers, engineers, marketing, sales, and support, and the other rest of the pirates um, associated um, with the product all through the life cycle of that product. A lot can happen in a product's lifetime, as you can imagine. Product managers come and go. So do companies. They get acquired, uh, merged with another company, so on and so forth. Business models can change. Architecture from the technical standpoint may need to change to support newer business models. And there is a lot, lot more. 
a lot of data can potentially fall through the cracks if they aren't documented. The product master plan, as the name refers to, is the master plan that gets referred to and updated during the product's life cycle. Again, you should listen to episode 019 where Rich Miranov talks about how you can use contents from the product master plan and keep your executive management up to date on a regular basis. Of course, he doesn't talk about the product master plan per se, but he does emphasize on the need for you to bring up and keep your executive team up to date on the changes to your product, you know, on a regular basis. All right, coming back to the product master plan itself, what does the product master plan contain? The product master plan should ideally contain all key aspects of the product like the business cases, product strategies, marketing plans and strategies, uh, your platform and product technical architecture and uh, some of the architecture decisions and um, things like the product life cycle and other key decisions that were made during the course of the product. The product master plan should at least contain bare minimum following documents. A business case, marketing plan, competitive information, product financials, and finally, the functional support plans. I first found the term product master plan in a book called The Product Manager's Desktop Reference, written by Stephen Haynes, which is, by the way, a very great book comes at a great bigger price but I think it's a great book and I've since then used this uh, product master plan and evolved it to do a lot more stuff than what he talks about in the book again coming back to our topic uh, let's get into details of what each one of these documents inside of the product master plan is all about first the business case a business case is a tool that will help you understand and articulate the products business better if you're working on an existing product, a business case will help you rethink the product's business holistically. So what does a business case really talk about? You may wonder, but here are the key constituents of a good business case from what I've seen. Uh, a good market overview. It talks about assumptions made in the product. Financials talks about the product overview and how it strategically fits into the company's business. It talks about market assessment, a project plan, and risks in executing the project plan. And finally, open questions and recommendations to whoever is reading the uh, business case, which is most likely your company's board of directors or somebody in the executive management. The second item I want to talk about is the marketing plan. This document outlines the plan for how the product will be taken to market, including but not limited to things like target customers, product uh, USP, which is the unique selling proposition, pricing, positioning, promotion, and distribution strategies. I mean, you also talk about marketing strategies, conversion, retention, a lot more stuff in the marketing plan. But, but I hope you get the gist. The third thing I want to talk, document I want to talk about is the competitive information. This contains information about competitors and their products. Again, this is a deep topic in, in and of itself, and I prefer to talk about it in a different episode or a blog post. 
The fourth one is product financials. Now, product financials uh, is very key, and the financials of interest include things like PL projections, cash flow projections, capital expenditures, operating expenses, and any discount rates used and payback period, um, net present value. Uh, break-even analysis now this list can actually be a bunch of you know words that just go over your head but don't don't worry about it at this point i'll have another episode where i'll talk about each one of these metrics and and financials in a greater depth well you can actually check out uh, my blog post on uh, on some of these topics uh, at designyourthinking.com and the last uh, set of documents I want to talk about is the functional support plans. Now, functional support plans or FSPs as they are popularly known are basically uh, really documented literature of what each of your product functions in the company are going to be doing and how they would be supporting each other as the product releases gets rolled out. Which is as simple as that. It's like saying, what am I going to do to get the product out of the door and this question gets answered by every single department every single of your uh, stakeholders in the product while I'd like to get into the details of some of these things in later episodes and blog posts I'd like to emphasize on one thing before we kind of concluded this episode your role in keeping the product team glued together is extremely important talking about ownership of the product master plan you may wonder who quote-unquote owns the product master plan. Well, the product manager typically owns it and is accessible to other key stakeholders of the product as uh, the single source of truth, so to speak. The product master plan aids decision-making around the product's lifecycle, like I just told, and also is a source of learning for new team members. So do keep the product master plan in a well-lit place and it helps support functions and other teams get a clear picture on the core value and the direction of the product and helps have meaningful conversations with customers and product teams. Last but not the least, keep engaging with your internal stakeholders. If there has been some sort of a change to any of the document, do try and keep everyone up to date. Well, here is a small exercise that I'd like to you know, recommend you to do uh, before we kind of conclude the episode. First, go ahead and create a product master plan folder in a shared folder. You can use things like, you know, tools like Dropbox, Box, Google Drive, whatever you'd like to. Download the product master plan templates. Uh, I have the links in the show notes. Download an app that keeps helps you keep track of time because... The minute you start pouring into these documents, you don't realize how time flies. So uh, I, I recommend using an app like the Pomodoro app. Again, I have, I have the links in the show notes. Work on with your product team and your boss to get the documents in the product master plan. Right? I mean, do reach out to your boss if you have any sort of questions. That's it. So please go ahead and do this exercise and let me know what you think. In the next episode, I'll share some tips on how you can effectively run meetings with your product team and how you can get most out of these meetings. I hope you found value in today's class and I hope you go and put this to action and let me know how it goes. 
I wish you very good luck with your career and with your product master plan exercise. If you like listening to this episode, do subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast and leave us a rating and review in the iTunes store by heading over to designyourthinking.com/itunes. You can find the links to some of the articles in the show notes at www.designyourthinking.com slash episode zero Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. Till I see you in the next episode. Stay tuned, stay inspired, keep pushing. And on the Thanksgiving weekend, I'm giving away an Amazon Echo Bluetooth I have something else for you. All you need to do to win them is these three things. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this episode on your Mac or iPhone, do head over to the iTunes store, find the podcast and hit subscribe. Number 2, leave a rating and review for this podcast in the iTunes store. I pick the best review every Friday and on Thanksgiving to give away the t-shirts and the Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. Leave your Twitter handle, tweet about the show or just anything creative to catch my attention. Go and subscribe to my newsletter number 3. Go to your www.designyourthinking.com scroll all the way to the bottom of the page click the subscribe button you'll get an automated welcome email from me hit reply to that email and let me know you've done all the three steps that's it you're all set thanks for listening to uh the show and i look forward to giving away the holiday gifts Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.